This podcast is intended for advisors and staff at cooperators. The views and opinions expressed are those of the subjects and do not necessarily reflect the official position of cooperators. You are listening to the Advisor Network Podcast, where your fellow advisors share tips, stories, and lessons learned. Maybe we dial it in sometimes where it's, you know, we just check that box, we get them in and get them out as much as fast as we can just to get that number, and it's not about that. Jeremy Bishop is an advisor in Nova Scotia with two locations, Anaganish and Pictou County. He's been an advisor for 10 years. Jeremy loves client reviews, but he's come to realize a number of things about them. Number one, he can't do them all. Number two, if he can't do them, he wants his staff to do them, but to ask the right questions. And finally, if that's going to happen, he's going to have to invest some time in coaching. So Jeremy, let's talk about client reviews. Why are they so important to you and why should they be important to all advisors? It's our number one value proposition in our agency or organization. You know, we have big client review goals every year. The rule of thumb was, you know, you try to review one third of your book of business. Not every year I'm hitting that one third, but I'm about doing it uh, with quality over quantity, right? So it's my opportunity to promote our brand, promote us, especially now with the brand uh, evolution from last year and, and where we're really pushing towards advice-based products and financial services. You know, it's, it's even more paramount now that we do client reviews so we can really go to the next level and promote that to the clients that are already there. So I've always taken the approach that this is my chance to let them get to know me, let me get to know them so I can better serve them, and let's find the gaps and just fill that, right? So I take that in my agency too is, you know, it's, it, it is our number one value proposition for, for my office. Clearly, you can't do all the client reviews, Jeremy. So how do you manage it? What's your strategy? What, what do you mean, Brad? I can't do every client review. I, I, do, I do over a thousand every year myself. <laughs> no, um, you know, it takes a team. It takes teamwork, right? And uh, for me, you know, I got a, I got a large team. We have eight um, associate level advisors in my, on my team that, you know, are responsible for some of the client reviews. And of course, not everybody does them. But it's my role as the coach slash uh, team leader to get them where I need to be. I don't want my staff or my teams to just do client reviews just to check a box or maybe have them not prepared enough to do it, right? So, you know, right now, only certain team members currently do client reviews because the trust level and the the comfort level in doing them for our clients efficiently and to to give our clients the best opportunity too for them to get better served uh, is only in a handful of individuals in in my agency. Staff are only one half of the client review equation. How do you think clients perceive client reviews? That's probably an important place to start. They probably at the start see it as, uh, what's Jeremy calling me for again? Uh, don't I give him enough money? <laughs> right? They don't see the value in it, right? They, they, they see it as, oh, here they are just trying to increase our premium again. And, uh, you know, I, I, they don't see it as a, as a point of, uh, of view of, 
the way that we see it in agency here where it's not all about premiums and it's about maybe a way for them to save premiums maybe and it's up it's up it's up to us as the advisors and the associate advisors that are making these calls and promoting the actual appointment itself that's the biggest hurdle is getting them getting the butts in the chair and telling them why it's value for them to come sit down with us right and i don't think they see that right off the hop when we're making that phone call but that's a challenge that we're trying to take on in my agency so what's your strategy for dealing with uh, those skeptical clients that that um, th- that aren't sure that they won't even come in for a client review? We tell them, look, it's a good opportunity to review your coverages to make sure that we're not, uh, you know, charging you for coverages you don't need. Or it's a great opportunity to look at your discounts and see if there's any discounts that you maybe have that are applicable that you're just not getting right now. But we can't dive into that without finding out more information. And we're not going to do that just over this quick phone call. We, it could be a longer phone call, could be in person or it could be virtual. Uh, but it's, it's a bigger conversation than just a two second phone to say, hey, here's the discounts you're missing. Right. So we got to be a little more transparent with our clients on why they got to come in. And that starts with the initial phone call on saying, you know, here's why we got to get you in for this review. Jeremy, what do you think are the most common mistakes made by advisors or their staff during client reviews? Well, you know, we st- we still make lots of mistakes, um, but I think the most common one is not giving value. I think that's the biggest one, Brad. The fact that they just bring them in and they think a review is just saying A, B, C, D, here's what you have, here's we just reviewed it with you, and walking them out the door. And not actually going through and saying, well, you know, Brad, here's what you got. Let's find out a little more about your financial situation. Let's find out about your house a little bit more or your cars or, oh, you have this loan. Did you ever think about protecting it? And it's, I think that's the number one thing that gets, that goes missing is they just take it. They make it as just like it's a checklist and saying, oh, I've done a client review and I went over what they have and I sent the client on their way and the client left not thinking they got any more advice. They just feel like, okay, I kind of know what I'm covered for. And I think that's the biggest number one mistake is that you didn't offer them the income protection. You didn't offer them the disability insurance. You didn't offer them commercial insurance. And you know they had a commercial rated auto policy. Like it's as simple as that is by we could actually be giving a disservice to our clients by not offering coverages or services that we offer. Maybe we dial it in sometimes where it's, you know, we just check that box. We get them in and get them out as much as fast as we can just to get that number. And it's not about that. It should be more about people and not numbers. As an advisor, uh, a large part of what you do is look for business. You're looking to to generate business, and 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 that that's tied directly to your livelihood. How do you make sure your staff feel the same way that they have that same passion for looking for opportunity uh, during during client reviews? I think my first step for me and my agency was realizing that. My staff are never going to have the same passions that I do about that and be okay with that. But on the other side of the, of, of the, the coin is showing that I, that I am passionate about this and I am passionate about my clients and that we can do good work. So I have to, you know, be a good coach to them, show them the importance of a client review, show them here's some little tips when you're looking at that auto policy or, or that homeowner's policy. And if they don't know what I'm looking for and they don't know how to get me to my goals, how are they going to get me there? So if I have a lofty life insurance or, or investment goal that I want to hit and, and that better, and I see that not as a goal, I see that as protecting my clients and my community. It means I did a good job. If they don't know the importance of it or where to look for it, they're not going to do that for me. 
So it comes down to coaching. It comes down to leading by example. And I, and you know, some, you know, some, there's some places that maybe they don't do the client reviews themselves. I'm a big proponent on the financial advisor and the office doing their own client reviews too. You, you, you might not have to do every one, but if you're not sharpening your, 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 your tools every day, then it's hard to give that to your team too. If you're not doing, if you're not, you know, in the trenches as they would say, right? So I try to do that with my team. I try to give them opportunities to learn. I try to, you know, we, we do workshops sometimes and we do some other things in the, in the team to really get going on their skills. And, and I want to be a part of that and a part of their success. And once they start getting some success, Brad, it almost like it snowballs, right? They start saying, oh my God, I did this client review and this person actually does want to sit with Jeremy about life insurance. And then they feel happy about it and they feel pumped like they actually protected someone's livelihood, even though they don't do the life insurance and the investments themselves because maybe they're only auto and, and home trained, but they felt like they were part of the process. They were part of what what my agency's goals were. And, that, and that's huge for me. It makes me actually feel more excited when they get wins than I do. With all the client reviews that you're hoping to do during a year or you're expected to do during a year, how do you divvy the work up? How do you decide who does what? So we have plenty of different types of clientele, right? So if they have a life, insur- life insurance product with us or an investment product, then those are t- typical client reviews that I would like to do or my associate financial advisor would like to do. And we kind of book them in those seats. Um, but if it's an auto and home client, like to be honest, I am like, you know, I, I haven't wrote an auto and home policy in a while. That's my team's, uh, that's what they're good at, right? So I can review it and that's what I do. But if if they're missing something, then I, I always bring them back to the specialist. So I'll bring them back to the home specialist in my, auto, in my office or the auto specialist in my office. So for them, they're looking at clients that maybe only have single line auto or they're single line homes or maybe just auto and home policy. Or if it's a commercial specialist, they only have the commercial with us. And it's doing the reviews around what they are good at, but giving them the tools on what they're deficient to set them up with the, with the specialist in the office. Okay, so you're looking for potential business, though, with those home and auto clients. So what sorts of questions would you suggest that your staff ask of them to try and generate potential leads for investments or life? I'm all about giving value when you're going to ask a question. You can't just ask a question with the purpose of just getting an answer. And I'll throw it back at you. If you're a single line auto client and I say, hey, Brad, uh, do you want life insurance? The default answer is going to be no. And that's what we just expected of our team most often or not. We just say, just ask. But they're not giving any value by saying, do you want life insurance? No one wants to talk about life insurance. Do you want to to retire, Brad? Yes. It's asking the right questions, and it could be about, you know, I noticed that you have a loan on your vehicle. Has anybody ever talked to you about loan protection and how it might be superior with us versus your lending institution and how we might better serve you, Brad? Maybe we should set you up with Jeremy. There's a question that I just asked that gave some value. And then you're like, you know what? I didn't think about that, getting the, getting the life insurance for my next vehicle purchase through, through you guys. And then guess what? You are a multi-line client. Maybe there's some discounts that we can throw in there. And uh, I try to give those to my team and try to give them value-added questions versus just let this, getting people to know, do you, do you want life insurance? Because we're going to get the same answer, no. And is that going to get me to my goal and get our organization to our goal? No. <laughs> So, you know, it's those value-added questions that I try to teach my team to get in there and, and find those things, right? Jeremy, there are so many demands on an advisor's time. How, how do you manage the whole coaching piece? How do you find the time to make sure they're doing what you want them to do? What, what's your strategy there? 
if I'm totally into sales and trying to hit my big goals every year, then sometimes you can forget your team behind you if you're just so focused on the goal ahead of you. But then came the two sides of the sword, which was, and the both sides are pretty sharp. If, I, if I'm on the one side selling, I forget about my team. If I'm coaching too much, I'm also forgetting about selling sometimes. So it's trying to take this, this, this yin and yang, this give and take, because my whole thing is if I can get my team sharp enough and they, they have the right skills, then I can trust them that they're going to bring in some sales too. And it's going to make my job a lot easier. I try to make some client review videos, some, some tutorials with my team, little, these little five minute clips of just saying, Hey, here's some tools. If you're in this situation on some value added questions you can ask, or maybe it's about if you're reviewing a home policy, here's three or four key things to look at, which might indicate, uh, you know, a, a financial service sale, whether it's, are you planning on selling your home in the next few years? And if the answer is yes, you got to sit down with Jeremy because he might help you with the funds uh, when you do sell your home. Or it could be as simple as seeing that they have a loan and that their mortgage is with RBC, let's say. Well, that's a great opportunity to say, you know what, Jeremy can give you some advice on this. Let's set you up because you, you do have mortgage insurance and we do need you to look at some other options with us and we can bundle your insurance as well. But if my team doesn't know where to look, it's hard for them to ask as well. So you know, I try to do different things with my client review videos, and I also try to do some info sessions with my team as well, where I take an hour in my, out of my day to go over some scenarios of current client reviews and say, here's what I look at, and I go through them with, with the team. And it does take some of my time out, but it helps me on the back end. Clearly, you take client reviews very seriously, Jeremy. You've, you've, I mean, you've gone as far as create little videos for your staff. What... Um What's the vision? Where where do you hope this is all going to go for you? Um, it's a slow go right now, and I'm being completely transparent for that because it's something. It's like a muscle you got to grow and you got to work on. So you know, I'm starting my team out slow. I do have out of my out of my eight team members, five of the eight have less than three years of service with the organization. So they're all relatively new. And maybe there's advisors that are listening that are in the same situation. And they're going to take a little bit of time as they're learning how to do the products and they're learning the product knowledge to wean them into doing client reviews, you know, the right way, the way that I would like them to be doing it in my agency where they're giving value to my clients and, and the clients are actually building those key relationships with my agency, right? So it is a slower go, but I think over time we're going to start seeing that compound, almost like compound interest where it's going to keep going and going and going. And now I don't just have me and maybe two others doing client reviews. I have all eight of us doing them proficiently in the way that I would like. So that way we have eight people being evangelists for client reviews and cooperators and what we do and, and really promote that. And, and then I should see some real growth at that point. It's going to be a slow go, but I think with the right team and the right approach and the right coaching and the right tools too, it makes it a lot easier, right? And it's, it's working smarter, not harder. Jeremy, do you think there are a lot of bad client reviews happening out there? I wouldn't say bad. At least they're meeting with people. Uh, at least they're doing that. But I think there's a lot of maybe incomplete. That we're not giving them our best. And I think that means that there's room for improvement and there's room for growth and there's room for coaching and whatever, right? I don't think there's a bad client review. I just think there's a client review that maybe is incomplete, even though that we're checking the box saying that it is complete. That's probably a pretty accurate assessment, Jeremy. So we're nearing the end of the interview. I just wonder now, can you give us three tips for successful client reviews? Tip number one would be ask questions and ask a lot of them. 
and ask the right questions, I guess, would be the biggest thing. And build relationships. By asking questions, you're just building the relationship because then you can say, oh, I, I found this out about you. This is what I like too. And then you can build that rapport, right? Tip number two would be get information. The one with the most information wins. We all hear this stuff about big data. Well, we might be little and client reviews in our agencies might be small in the grand scheme of things of, of all this big data. But, you know, the more information you know about your clients, the more opportunity you have to win. And then three, my, my third tip would be follow up. <laughs> get, get the next appointment. So we could do client reviews and it might sound great. And I, I have you sitting with me, Brad, and I do a great client review. But if my team members are, I'm not doing the follow up and saying, Brad, you know, this was a great client review. You did, we did uncover some needs that you have and you do need some life insurance or some investments. I'm going to set you up with Jeremy. How's next Tuesday at this time sound? Because you're here this Tuesday, right? Simple little things like that is the follow up or making sure that there's the next connection. So I think those three of the three tips would be the, the thing. Ask questions, get information and follow up on the process. I'm of the mind that doing client reviews just to do them is just wasting opportunity and it's actually wasting our clients time. Because they're coming in, they're not getting any value, and then we're just no different than any other organization that may do client reviews. But I'd, I'd stress to say that you know the biggest thing that they can do is actually look at their program, look at what they're doing, talk to their team, and actually spend some time coaching. They'll be surprised about how much equity they can get back by just doing those key few things. You've been listening to Advisor Network Podcast number 27 with Jeremy Bishop. Just a quick reminder, if you subscribe to this podcast on your phone, new episodes will automatically download so you can listen at a time convenient to you. And we'd love to hear your feedback on these podcasts, your story ideas, or give us the name of an advisor you would like to hear from, or if you just need help to subscribe, send me an email at brad underscore scott at cooperators.ca. 